Hey guys, so I'll make this pitch extremely easy for you. We've got a free $20 to hand to you, which you can use on fantasy sports betting immediately. All you have to do is download the Thrive Fantasy app, sign up using the promo code LEGACY, and deposit a minimum of $20, and you'll get an instant $20 bonus tacked onto that. With the NBA reset season and playoffs underway, fantasy sports and daily betting for the resident NBA junkie has never been this intense and this fun. And when it comes to fantasy betting platforms, make sure to make the right choice and hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for players that makes games super simple and intuitive that even first-time beginners can pick it up instantly. Enter a contest where all you have to do is choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. You're merely dealing with over-under prop bets that each have a point total associated to them based on likelihood of occurring. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. So what are you waiting for? Win some money on the side while you watch the excitement of this year's NBA playoffs. Again, use promo code LEGACY when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. being around a, uh, a bunch of guys who love to win, love to have fun in, in a practice atmosphere. It felt so good to get back to that. Everybody to the Lakers Legacy Podcast. This is going to be a special edition episode of the Lakers Legacy Podcast, as it will not be a typical podcast episode at all, and it will actually be an audio transcript of my J.R. Smith breakdown video. Now, you'll be able to watch this video and all of the clips and corresponding highlight plays and breakdowns once it's up on our YouTube channel, so please Make sure to subscribe to our channel by searching Lakers Legacy on YouTube. But for now, I thought it would also be helpful to release the accompanying audio transcript of that video because I'm able to provide a lot of really good context into J.R. Smith's last few years as well as dole out some relevant statistical outputs for J.R. Smith that we can look to when projecting out how he could contribute to this Lakers team this August. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Please follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please also follow us on Instagram at Lakers Legacy Pod. But more importantly, please rate and review us five stars on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. Also, if you want to help us out financially, patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast. But for now, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out the video to what you're about to listen to right now. But yeah, if you don't have access to video and you're about to set off on a drive, this will be this will still be a pretty good insightful listen for you, especially if you want to deep dive into J.R. Smith and the player that I hope he can resemble for the Lakers this upcoming August. With that said, I'll pitch it to our sponsors one time, and when we return, my J.R. Smith deep dive. 
Hey, what's going on everyone? This is the Lakers Legacy, and today we're getting litty in the truest sense of the word with our profile player of the day. Mr. Anything is Possible, Pipe Dream, Campbell's Soup the Hero's Journey himself. A man who prefers contested shots and once said that open shots are kinda boring, Mr. J.R. Smith. So, let's get, well, lit. Today I want to talk about reaching a realistic baseline expectation level for J.R. Smith this NBA bubble playoff season as he joins the Lakers in their quest for 17. And I want to primarily frame that by pointing to Mike Miller's 2012 Heat playoffs run and use that as a potential template that J.R. Smith could follow. But before we get to that parallel projection, I wanted to give a little context into J.R. Smith's last few years leading up to this point and what out of his game we can reasonably expect to translate through to the present, even after a nearly two-year gap in actual NBA gameplay. J.R. Smith is 34 years old and will be turning 35 in September. He played with LeBron James for four seasons in Cleveland, reaching the finals all four seasons, and winning a ring once in 2016 versus the Golden State Warriors. J.R. Smith actually hasn't played basketball since November 2018. Following LeBron James' departure to the Lakers during the 2018-19 season with the Cavs, J.R. Smith only played in 11 games, averaging 20 minutes per game, his lowest minutes average since 2007. In those 11 games, he averaged career lows in points and field goal percentage, averaging 6.7 points on only 34% from the field. And he also shot his second worst career mark from three, shooting just 31% on 1.1 makes a game. Now, while it's easy to look at those stats and point to a natural rapid decline in skill due to his age, it's important to note that J.R. Smith came into that season already dealing with elbow soreness. But more importantly, he came into that season entering an entirely different context with the Cavs, in which the team was subtly, not so subtly, rebuilding, having drafted guard Colin Sexton and starting off the season going 1-11. Needless to say, J.R. Smith's role on the team was significantly reduced, and J.R. became increasingly disgruntled about this, as well as the organization's overall tanking direction. So, his paltry lackluster play during those 11 games with the Cavs should be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt when assigning blame to a complete deterioration of J.R.'s skills overall. In any case, with JR's fiery personality and his rising disdain for the Cavs organization, both parties decided to unofficially sever ties by late November, as JR was excused from all team activities while the Cavs explored trade options for him. These trade options never materialized, and by January the Cavs bought JR Smith out. Why JR was never signed on by a team after that, whether it was for the 2019 playoff run or the 2019-20 season altogether, is unclear but it was most likely his polarizing personality and dysfunctional antics that did him in, though his increasing inefficiency over the last two years on the court probably didn't help either. Now, if there's anything that will derail J.R. Smith from becoming a meaningful contributor to this Lakers team, it will be his attitude and approach to his new role, as he now enters a situation in which he will almost assuredly play the least amount of minutes he's ever played since he was 20 in the smallest role he's ever had in his whole career. The good news is, in comparison to his last year with the Cavs, a team who was tanking and going nowhere, JR had no reason then to be happy with his diminished role and reduced minutes. But playing for a Lakers team with championship aspirations, JR may finally find good reason to take a significant back seat for a greater cause. More importantly, however, as was the case with Dwight Howard earlier in this season, 
JR's time off from the game, in which he got no callbacks from any NBA teams, and which he admitted was quite jarring and depressing for him, this time off seems to have given him greater perspective on his life and career in totality. Given that he thought his NBA career was over, you'd have to think he's cherishing this moment and relishing the opportunity to prove people wrong and prove that he can accept a severely diminished role and still be effective. So far, his statements during Lakers practices have been encouraging, as he's admitted he's ready to do only two things, run to the corners and wings to shoot threes, and defend at a high level. Now, before we begin projecting out what we can potentially expect from a 10-15 to 15 minute version of JR, let's first take a look at his decorated playoff resume, especially as it pertains to his last four runs with LeBron James. JR Smith, as you well know by now, is a high-octane, athletic, pure shooter, tough shot maker, overly creative dribbler, whose penchant for flash has made him one of the more exciting NBA players to watch over the years, but also one of the more combustible and erratic ones as well. As his memeable finals game one blunder and questionable shot selection over the years in general have shown. And yet, in spite of his continued Rodman-esque type wild tendencies both on and off the court, J.R. Smith has fashioned himself into a reliable and lethal playoff contributor during his time with LeBron James and the Cavs. In his entire career, J.R. Smith has 11 seasons of playoff experience, averaging 11.3 points, 3.2 rebounds, 1.4 assists, on 37% shooting from three. In his four runs with the Cavs, he averaged 10 points, three rebounds, one assist, on a stellar 40.6% from three, hitting 2.5 a game. Historically, J.R. Smith is 8th all-time in 3-point field goals made in the playoffs, hitting a total of 65 in the 2016 season. He's also 10th all-time in 3-point field goals made in the NBA Finals, hitting 18 in 2017. Lastly, he's also 4th all-time in combined 3-point field goals made in the Finals, hitting a total of 58 threes in 4 appearances, right behind LeBron James and Klay Thompson. During his last two years with the Cavs, while J.R. Smith had seen an overall decline in his effectiveness and points-per-game averages, that didn't necessarily translate over to his three-point efficiency, the only real area Lakers fans should be concerned about. During his 2015-16 championship season, J.R. Smith hit 3.13s a game on 43% shooting in the playoffs, hitting big shots left and right for the Cavaliers as they eventually were able to overcome that 3-1 deficit against the Golden State Warriors. In the 2016-17 playoffs, J.R. Smith hit 2.23s a game on an even more scorching 50% clip. In his most recent run with the Cavs in the 2018 playoffs, while his numbers did dip, he still made 2.3s a game on a solid 36.7% clip. Given J.R. Smith's shot profile and his tendency to take some pretty tough contested shots, that's still a number worth boasting about, and one that should at least stay consistent with the Lakers this year, even given J.R.'s age. And this can happen purely by J.R. Smith embracing a limited role, adjusting his overall shot selection, and reaping the benefits of playing alongside not only LeBron James once again, but now a big man like Anthony Davis as well. With regards to J.R. Smith's most recent player profile, he is less athletic than he once was, he doesn't play make as much as he once did, doesn't drive it into the lane as frequently, but given all that, when it comes to J.R. Smith as a shooter, JR is adept at curling off screens, shooting off screens even with his legs flailing left and right, 
He's also very effective at running to his spots all around the perimeter. He's also reduced his penchant for over-dribbling and bobbing the ball up and down right before he hoists up a three-point shot, regardless of what his previous statements were regarding boring open shots. His lightning-quick release and his ability to fling these shots up, even without his feet being set, is something that no one else on this team can really do, except for maybe Danny Green. More importantly, Jared Smith also has a nice dribble pull-up game in the mid-range that he can use when defenders fly at him. On this current Lakers team, Jared Smith instantly slots himself as the second-best pure shooter and best tough-shot contested dribble pull-up shooter right behind Danny Green. And while KCP has done a phenomenal job shooting the ball at a 39% clip this season, he's only done so on 1.4 makes a game, and this is only the second time in his career that he's shot 38% or better from three. Not to mention we only have a four-game sample size of KCP in the playoffs. The same can be said for Dion Waiters in spite of his own improvement in this department as well. So regarding three-point prowess and experience, J.R. Smith is at the top of the top, even having just signed with the Lakers. So when it comes to experience and his glowing three-point percentage of 40.6% in the playoffs with the Cavs, JR's potential ability to provide spacing and shooting and be that reliable perimeter safety valve for LeBron James and Anthony Davis could prove crucial and paramount to the Lakers' championship chances. More importantly, LeBron James trusts JR Smith in the clutch, his 2018 finals blunder notwithstanding. Think of JR Smith as LeBron James' version of D. Fish to Kobe except wackier and pipier. And while J.R. Smith is no longer the attacker, driver, and playmaker he once was, he still shows some flashes of playmaking and creation ability from time to time. At the very least, he's a competent dribbler who can get to spots in no man's land that should prove valuable to the Lakers, especially in the absence of a reliable pull-up mid-range shooter with Avery Bradley now off the shelf. And during his tenure with LeBron, J.R. Smith developed an undeniable chemistry with him on the court that went beyond just spotting up and being on the receiving end of all of LeBron's brilliant passes. Look at all these fun lobs from J.R. off the glass. Make no mistake about it though, J.R. Smith will be strictly a spot-up shooter on this team. Or, we hope so. But it's still good to know the break-in-case-of-emergency type tools that J.R. Smith once had in his bag. Outside of shooting though, one thing that was surprising to me about digging into JR's game these last few years was the fact that he made defense his calling card and actually hung his hat on being a reliable wing defender. During his stint with the Cavs, he literally fashioned himself into being a 3 and D type player. At 6'6 with a 6'10 wingspan and the overall athleticism JR has always possessed regardless of age regression, JR's status as a reliable wing defender is something legitimate to take stock of as he was often tasked with the assignment of pestering the likes of high-scoring wings like DeMar DeRozan, Paul George, and Klay Thompson. During the 2018 playoffs, the Cavs had him primarily guarding Victor Oladipo, and JR made the budding young star work every step along the way for his shots, holding him to 41% from the field. In the next round, JR Smith was assigned the task of slowing down DeMar DeRozan and did a commendable job in this department as well, merely being a sizable body who could match, mirror, and make life hard for the perennial 20 points per game all-star. Who knows whether a JR, who's two years older and almost two years removed from real NBA play, still has any defensive chops or will left in the tank, and conditioning will definitely be a question mark, but the fact that he'll be playing the least amount of minutes he's ever played and working on a truncated schedule may actually work in his favor and allow him to exert more effort in small bursts, 
leave it all out on the court, as they say, and allow him to channel some of that defensive prowess that made him such an integral part of the Cavaliers' runs. The Lakers and Lakers fans obviously shouldn't necessarily bank on this, but it's just good to note that the concept of solid D is not totally lost on JR and his overall game package. Okay, let's get to my thesis statement and the main premise of this video, Mike Miller times J.R. Smith, what's the dealio there? Well, in my opinion, J.R. Smith, if all goes well, could become the Lakers version of the 2012 Heat's Mike Miller, who also played with and won his first ring under LeBron James. So some quick Mike Miller context. Some may say that J.R. Smith signing on with the Lakers last minute is probably more relatable to Mike Miller signing with the Cavs back in 2014-15 as extra veteran shooting experience at the age of 34, but I think given the Lakers' current roster construction and new needs, the more apt comparison for J.R. Smith may still be Mike Miller's 2012 playoff season, at least from a sporadic playing time and role perspective. That is, as long as the wheels haven't completely fallen off for J.R. Swish. By the 2012 season, Mike Miller was 31 years old, and while J.R. Smith is now obviously older, Mike's decline in terms of minutes and production in the playoffs, and his sporadic usage that year, could still be a similar track that J.R. Smith finds himself on under Frank Vogel this August. But Mike Miller still managed to play a huge role to the team winning a championship that year versus the OKC Thunder by breaking out in the Game 5 series clincher, scoring 23 points and hitting 7 of 8 from 3-point land in just 23 minutes. More on this later. That outburst notwithstanding, Mike Miller played a relatively conservative and limited role for the Heat that entire 2012 run. During the playoffs, Mike played 23 games, averaged 16 minutes a game on 5.2 points per game, hitting 1.33s on 41% three-point shooting. While Mike Miller did have seven games in which he played 20 minutes or more, something we probably can't expect from J.R. Smith unless he has a larger role earlier on due to the Rondo and Avery injuries, by the time the Eastern Conference Finals and NBA Finals rolled around, Mike Miller's minutes had significantly dwindled and he only played more than 14 minutes three times from there. Mike Miller's second highest point total outside of his 23-point explosion was just 12 points. Prior to his outburst, he only hit double figures three other times. In the NBA Finals, he only played 10 minutes, 1 minute, 6 minutes, and 3 minutes respectively in the games leading up to his Game 5 explosion. Then, in Game 5, he got hot, hit 7 of 8 from 3, scored 23 points, and inevitably helped secure the championship for the Heat and close things out against the Thunder. Will J.R. Smith have a breakout 23-point game for himself where he unloads a barrage of 6-7 threes? He certainly has the explosive bipolar upside to do so, but maybe we can more realistically expect a couple 12-15-point outbursts where he hits 3-4 threes in limited minutes and more consistent spatterings of 6-9 points from J.R. Smith than what Mike Miller produced for the Heat in his playoff run. And who knows if J.R. Smith will even average 16 minutes per game for this Lakers team like Mike Miller did for the Heat, but, as I mentioned, given the injuries to Rajon Rondo and Avery Bradley, and should KCP revert back to his inconsistent ways and let the pressure get to him, it's conceivable that J.R. Smith gets around 15 to 20 minutes in the first few rounds, and then slowly as we move along, maybe that'll dwindle to around 10 minutes in the later rounds. Couple that all together and that may still get him to that 16 minute per game mark in the aggregate. Regardless, Mike Miller's inconsistent yet still valuable role and the statistical outputs that came along with it could be a realistic template and lens to place J.R. Smith under for this upcoming run. As a veteran swingman and shooter who could see 10 minutes one game, one minute the next, but then get hot and rain down five threes in five minutes and see 20 minutes the next game after that. 
So in closing, even with this Mike Miller standard baseline set, it's plausible that J.R. Smith totally gets lost in the rotation altogether due to a number of reasons, whether it be current on-court personnel chemistry that the Lakers have going for them that they don't want to shake up, or the fact that KCP is a younger, less erratic version of J.R. Smith, or merely that JR's conditioning and stamina, or gameplay in general, are just not up to par. Couple that with the fact that by that point in Mike Miller's career, he had a proven track record of being a consummate professional role player, seamlessly fitting into a diminished role, and taking on whatever task or assignment given to him without complaint. And when it comes to J.R. Smith, we literally don't have a frame of reference for him doing this, since the only other times he's played 18 to 19 minutes in reduced roles were during his earlier days as a 20-something-year-old trying to find his way in the league. So given all that, it's important to keep in mind that J.R. Smith may not be able to so easily fill this Mike Miller veteran shooter role that I'm currently pushing for him. But on the positive side, given how much J.R. Smith has slimmed down coming out of quarantine, given the added motivation, perspective, and chip on his shoulder he's now playing with, and given that the Lakers are down two guards and could use more size at those positions, and lastly, given the fact that the Lakers don't actually have an abundance of reliable pure shooters with experience outside of Danny Green, J.R. Smith may find himself with the perfect opportunity to reclaim his NBA career, carve out a small but meaningful role on a championship contender, and reinvent himself as a back-end role player, even if that means just cheering wildly off the bench at times. So get the pipe, grab the henny, toss that bowl of soup at the telly. The J.R. Smith Redemption Tour starts now. Thank you guys for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our Dion Waiters Deep Dive Breakdown video is also currently out. Lastly, please check out our podcast, The Lakers Legacy Podcast, which you can catch full episodes of on our YouTube channel, as well as listen to on the Apple iTunes Podcast app, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Stay litty. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.